Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Wow. So welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Um, live here. Just finished up watching the uh, NFL kickoff game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, a winner tonight, 31-29. to A Ryan Suckup game-winning kick led out by a Tom Brady game-winning drive. Hello, everybody. I'm Burley Gunner. And I just want to say, like, wow, damn. Damn, did the Cowboys play good. Damn. I mean, penalties both ways. We can talk about that. I mean, but come on. It's the first game of the season. Dak's first game back. No, Really no excuses for the Buccaneers and the, the amount of penalties and the turnovers that they had. But still, let me talk about Dallas really quick before I banter on and on about the Bucs. The Dallas Cowboys came and fought tonight. They played hard. About halftime, I was thinking about what I was going to say on this podcast, and I was going to go a little along the lines of, well, they looked they looked decent. They looked, um, they looked good enough to win their division. Now I am by no means stamping the, the, the Cowboys as Super Bowl contenders, not just yet. But they came in here tonight. And on banner night in in Tampa Bay, they went out and they gave the Bucks a show, and they gave they put the NFC on notice, and especially the NFC East, which I think Dallas now has in the bag. I mean, can we be honest? Can we just be honest real, with, with ourselves really quick? Dallas is going to win this division. It's not going to be Washington. Washington was better than Dallas last year, and they only won seven games. Let's not forget that, people. The football team in Washington won seven games. I don't want to hear about them winning the NFC East. They're gonna, they might win eight games, but Dallas is going to be a 9-10 win team. This is, a, this is a good football team. Dak is a good quarterback. He's got a lot of weapons. And, I mean, the defense played good, too. They came up big. They, they came up with some good turnovers, some big turnovers. Dak Prescott, 
400 yards in the air. I mean, what what could you what more could you want other than the victory? What more could you want? Oh, wait. Maybe not to be trailing the entire game. And let's be honest with ourselves here. The Bucks had that in the bag. The Bucks were a yard away, a Chris Godwin yard away before a fumble from making that a two-touchdown game with less than six minutes to go. I mean, yeah, the, the Cowboys did what they needed to do. They, get, they came all the way back. They, they got into field goal range. They made the kick. Greg Zerline had, had an awful night, uh, but then saved himself with the best kick of the night. 47-yarder to take the lead. But they left a little bit too much time for a guy that was drafted 199th overall in the sixth round out of Michigan. Yeah, that guy. The GOAT. The greatest quarterback of all time. And in my opinion, the greatest athlete of all time. The Bucks, led out by Tom Brady, and every single one of their Pro Bowlers that they have on that team. I mean, damn. You, it, 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 seems, it seemed too good to be true. It seemed too good to be true at the beginning of the season when we were all looking at the roster and we said, okay, well, they have Godwin, they have Evans. Well, one of them, one of them, one of them should be, you know, a bust, right? Well, Gronk's not going to be... Gronk's not going to be uh, the the way he was in New England, right? Well, I mean, Leonard Fournette, I mean, eh, that, guy is, that guy's washed up from LSU. No. But in week one, even with Antonio Brown, the entire offense seemed to be clicking and firing on all cylinders. Ronald Jones put the ball on the ground. Leonard Fournette. Had one go uh, between his hands on a, on a catch, and it was intercepted. The Bucks put the Cowboys in the position that they were in. No disrespect to the Cowboys. The Cowboys took what they were given, and they made the best of it. They literally did. Like, they lost that game because they ran out of time. At the end of the game, they Tom Brady, just the, the best closer in the game, the best, everything, the greatest quarterback, the greatest everything. He's the greatest at everything. He's the greatest at everything. Seriously. I can't think of one thing on the football field that that guy couldn't do. Hell, line him up at safety. I promise he could compete. I promise. The guy's smart, dude. He took that team with about a minute and 30 seconds left down the field. They had to burn a timeout. After after a um, false start on the offense to prevent a runoff, but I mean he he takes the Bucks all the way down the field, and what does he do? He wins. At the end of the game, he knew he won. When he started chucking the ball out of bounds, first down at they're at like the twenty yard line. First down, they're in the red zone. Chucks the ball out of bounds. Second down. Chucks it out of bounds. I said, oh, okay, so that's what they're doing. They're just going to burn the clock. Third down, chucks it out of bounds. So 
when that was going on, in my head, I'm going, okay, the Bucs are going to win this game. Tom Brady knows that Ryan Suckup is going to drill this kick. It was a fun night. It was a great game. It was, it was very action, fun-filled, action-packed game. And the Bucs are a winner. And if you listen to um, the bonus edition of the Burley Gunner Show, Burley's Bets, there was a um, two-team parlay that would have cashed, and there was uh, another one that's going to be pending on the Packers. So we were on this game. We knew the Bucs were going to win this game. We didn't know about no seven, eight, nine-point spread. But when it comes to football, listen, Bucks weren't losing this game. The Bucs were just simply not going to lose this game. When Dallas kicked that field goal, there was everyone's everyone's hearts ra- racing. Oh my God! Oh my God! The, the Cowboys are gonna they're gonna upset. Come on, come on! It's Tom Brady in the Bucks. Did they play great tonight? Did they play one hundred percent? No, but that's even a better sign. That's even a better sign. The defense could play better. The offense could limit the turnovers. I believe they had four. Limit the turnovers. The defense will play better. It's week one. I mean, Tom Brady with Mike Evans, who's 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 going to roll. Chris Godwin on a one-year contract, he's going to roll. Gronk on a one-year deal, he's going to roll. I mean, Antonio Brown, one-year deal, he's going to roll. All these guys are playing for their jobs. They're not just playing for the Bucks. They're not just playing for the Bucks. They're playing for their jobs. Antonio Brown was unemployed. Of course, going to Tampa Bay is exciting. You're going to get to play with Tom Brady. You're going to get to go go try to win a Super Bowl, which he did. Now he's going for a back-to-back. You mean to tell me Antonio Brown would have got a phone call from the Washington football team? He wouldn't have been on him? Yeah, he's playing for his job. These guys are playing for their jobs. It works perfectly. They won a Super Bowl last year. The same 22 starters are coming back. Hell, they added guys. They added Giovanni Bernard. I mean, come on. They, what more does the, do the Bucks in Tampa Bay have to do to impress you? I mean, so they didn't go out there and, won, and win the game by, by two touchdowns and and, and kill the Cowboys. Like, let's not slander the Cowboys. It's not, oh, congratulations. The Buccaneers, they beat the Cowboys. Oh, big deal. Like, no, 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 no. When Cleveland mops the floor with Houston in week two, I will tell you then, well, I mean, come on, it's Cleveland against Houston. Let's, let's, let's be real. Now, yeah, we all said Tampa Bay was going to beat the Cowboys. Well, 74% of America did. But I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know if it was going to be close, to be honest with you. I just knew that there's no way in hell Tampa Bay loses tonight. And then he didn't. Tom Brady, game-winning drive, capped off by a Ryan Suckup, game-winning field goal. And Tampa Bay emerges 1-0, which... I believe, is going to be one of their closest games of the season. Take a look at the schedule. It's not very difficult, especially when, oh, that's easy to say. They're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
with Tom Brady, who just might go 17-0 in the first year of a 17-game season. Barely going to show. All right, so here's where I see uh, the playoff picture lining up. All seven teams in the AFC and all seven teams in the NFC. Let's start with the AFC. Um, the obvious ones, Chiefs, Bills, um, Titans, Browns. Those four, I think, make the playoffs, along with three teams who a lot of people don't necessarily have on their radar to make the playoffs, but I do in the AFC, and that's the Chargers, who could potentially be the number one seed in the AFC, uh, the Patriots, and the Indianapolis Colts. So let's start with the Chiefs. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the, the, the Chiefs, expected to be the best team you know, back in the AFC, um, they're obviously trending downward. I mean, it's no secret since they won their Super Bowl against San Francisco that they're trending downward. They lost some key parts on that defense. They've, you know, they've lost some weapons. Uh, they they don't really have a, a, a running game, a solid running game. Um, Travis Kelsey's great, and Tyreek Hill is, is amazing. They're going to get you into the playoffs, but I certainly don't think the Chiefs are the best team anymore. I don't think they're the best team in football. I don't think they're the best team in the uh, AFC. And I don't know that they're the best team in the AFC West. The Chargers I have making the playoffs as well. The Chargers could very well so win the division in the AFC West. Don't tell me they can't. How can't they? They literally have a deeper roster than the Chiefs. Go look at it. I think the defense is better. The O-line is better. I mean, the Chiefs did spend a little bit on the O-line recently. Um, the offensive weapons are better in Kansas City. The, the quarterback is better in Kansas City. The, the head coach is better in Kansas City. They're very evenly matched. I think the edge um, the Chargers have is, again, the Chiefs' number one priority. Their main goal would to be win the Super Bowl. It's not that the AFC West is not important, but like baseball and like the National League West, the Dodgers could care less. They could care less. They're looking at a World Series, just like the Chiefs are looking to go back to the Super Bowl. Hell, the Chiefs are probably overlooking the Browns. Probably already overlooking the Browns. They're looking ahead. They know they're going to be in the postseason. They could care less. They could care less. If I, if I walked up to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid right now and said, we can simulate the season, uh, I'll guarantee you the, the, the five spot in the playoffs, what do you think? They're going to say, okay, just get me there. I want to go back to the Super Bowl. I'm going to say, well, the five spot, that, that means you didn't win your division. We don't care. Give me Brady. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying in Kansas City. They don't care about the AFC West. I mean, sure, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great to have. It's like a stocking on Christmas. You walk down on Christmas morning, and Santa Claus loads the tree up under the present, or uh, loads the presents underneath the tree, and then you turn over and you look at the, the, the mantle, the chimney, and it's got, it's got a stocking. And you're like, oh, all right. Let me go open that up real quick. And then you open it up, you know, socks, you know, maybe some underwear some snacks that you like, you know, maybe a, maybe a fun little toy, you know, if you're a child, it's nothing major, 
your iPhone or iPod or, or Xbox or PlayStation, none of your main gifts, your scooter, your bicycle, your basketball hoop, your car, if you were lucky. None, none of those gifts came in a stocking. That's a stocking. The AFC West is a stocking. They're going to go over there. They're going to hold up the trophy. They're going to go, cool. Toss this over there. You want this on the trophy case? Nah, just toss it over there. We'll use it at some point. Maybe we'll use it for, like, uh, the winner of the fantasy football league or something. The Chiefs are looking for the Super Bowl. That's what they're looking for. And I think that gives an edge to the Chargers because the Chargers, their number one goal is to win the, the division. They are going for the division. They want to win the AFC West. It's been a while. But they want to win the AFC West. So I've got the Chiefs and the Chargers in the playoffs. Let's move on. Patriots and the Bills. I have both of them in the East. Whether you want to give the division to the Patriots or if you want to give the Patriots to the Bills or the, the division to the Bills, I think they both make it into the playoffs. Listen, Bill Belichick, he's getting all of his guys back on the defensive side of the ball. Everybody on that team that opted out last year because of COVID, they're back, baby. They are back and ready to go. And you, you can't tell me the Patriots aren't going to be ready to go. And that defense should be really, really good considering Bill Belichick is putting all his eggs in the basket of Matt Jones. So you got Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback, and you mean to tell me that the defense isn't going to be very good? It's probably going to be a very good defense. Let's not forget two years ago the defense in New England was one of the best. One of the best defenses on the field. But they had to. Why? Because the offense stunk. Yeah, they had Tom Brady. He had no one to throw the ball to. No one to give the ball to. No one to hand it off to. But everyone's back. Bill Belichick, again, still runs the 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 AFC East, still still owns Buffalo, still owns Miami. I mean, come on. Still owns the Jets. I didn't, I forgot the Jets were even in the, the, the AFC East. Are the Jets still over there? When was the last time they beat the, the Patriots? Not on a fluke. Come on. You give me the Patriots. They're going to be in the playoffs. I promise you. I had them in the playoffs with Cam Newton. Just because they just because they go with Mac Jones doesn't mean I'm not putting him in the playoffs. Mac Jones played better than Cam Newton in the preseason. Not that say, not saying Cam played bad. I speak I, I I spoke on this and I will speak on this again later on in the show. But, but again, I don't see how the Patriots don't make the playoffs. Now, the AFC is stronger than the NFC. And if the Patriots were in the NFC, then, I mean, they'd really make the playoffs. Because I don't see the NFC um, superior to the AFC at all. Let's talk about the Bills, though. I mean, Josh Allen, again, great young quarterback. I I've said multiple times that if I could go back to the day that the Browns drafted Baker Mayfield, I'd make the selection on Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen um, would be an upgrade to Baker Mayfield in the Browns' uh, offense. However, the Bills aren't the Browns. The Bills don't have the team the Browns do. The Bills do not have the the depth that the Browns do. Weapons all around the field. Yeah, they have Stephon Diggs. I mean, cool. That's all you got. Where's your running game? 
What, what, where, where's the running game in Buffalo? I mean, the defense, it's always supposed to be good. Never really is. It's always supposed to be a really great defense. Never really is. I mean, I, I see them making the playoffs. I think they're going to be a, a few games shy of, of what they did last year it, when it comes to the win column. I don't think they're going to win as many games as they did last season. But the Bills, when it comes to the playoffs, yeah, I mean, who who's going to get in over them? Who who do we think is going to get in over in, in the playoffs over them? I don't. I mean, there's one team that I left off this list, and I know you guys are probably sitting there going, "Did he did he make a mistake? Did he forget? Did he, did he forget Baltimore? I mean, no, I didn't. I didn't forget Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore's making the playoffs this year. I don't think Baltimore makes the playoffs this year. Let's talk about Baltimore. Uh, let's take a turn real quick. We'll get back on the playoff teams. But, yeah, again, the AFC playoff teams are Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, Bills, Colts, Titans, Browns. I explained Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, Bills. Now, let me explain Buff- or let me explain Baltimore. Now, I was already on the fence um, about Baltimore this season. I don't know how much I can trust Lamar Jackson. Teams are just getting more and more information on him. However, I do like Lamar Jackson's work ethic. Every single year he goes into the offseason, he gets bigger, he gets stronger, he gets better, he gets smarter. However, I don't know if the teams – I feel as if these teams are are catching up to Lamar Jackson. And now today with the news that um, their star running back is going to – take the season off um, due to injury, and Marcus Peters is now injured. Man, I don't know. It sounds like an upset year for Baltimore, and that's what I'm going to go with. I, I think they're going to win some games. I think Lamar is going to show some some MVP-like plays. But, man, oh, man, I think the, I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to miss the playoffs this year. Not a very popular decision, especially when I turn to my next team, the Indianapolis Colts, who I have not only making the playoffs, but winning the AFC South. Listen, Carson Wentz is coming back um, before expect, uh, expectations. We thought he was going to miss like half of the season. Um, at first, it was talked about that he could miss the whole season. I, I didn't buy into that. Saw he was going to miss half the season. Now, uh, talking about he may suit up for week one. Um I'm seeing Jacob Eason's going to start week one. We really don't know. I would say that Carson Wentz won't start week, start week one. But if Carson Wentz is able to start week one, I mean, I mean, he's obviously close to coming back. He's obviously close to returning with the team first time with the Colts. I mean, in my opinion, it's an upgrade from Philip Rivers, who was completely immobilized last season. He couldn't move. Philip Rivers couldn't move in a in a league where now the quarterbacks who are solely stuck in the pocket, unless your name is Tom Brady, just simply. I mean, I just don't see how they're going to continue to succeed. Um, the 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 quarterback play is trending where you need to be able to move outside of the pocket. Aaron Rodgers can do it. Josh Allen can do it. Like these guys, even Big Ben, like it's not something that Phillip Rivers could do. So they upgrade the quarterback. I mean, the defense is still really, really good. I think they beat the Titans, who I also have in the playoffs. I do have the Titans in the playoffs. 
I don't have them winning the division though. But I think the Titans are a good enough football team to make that uh, to make that postseason push. And then obviously, um, finally. I have the Cleveland Browns making the playoffs. Listen, they're going to win the division. They're going to win the AFC North, which stamps them in the playoffs. They're going to be fighting for that 1-2-3 seed. They're going to be a top three team in the AFC. They're going to pound the ball. They're going to run, run, run. They have the best offensive line in recent memory, in my opinion, since the Dallas Cowboys offensive line, the year that DeMarco Murray lit it up on the ground. I see Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt both rushing for 1,000 yards. Um... Kevin Stefanski coming back as coach of the year. I mean, come on. There's really, there's really nothing to complain about, um, here in Cleveland. And, and you're not going to tell me that the Browns will not make the playoffs. All right. Let's move on to the NFC. NFC, uh, playoff teams. Obviously, I do have the Bucks in there. I have the 49ers in there. I have the Packers in there. Now, um, this was a very difficult decision. Um, to break down the NFC because I think besides the Bucks, Packers, and the 49ers, I don't see really any other team in that division competing for a Super Bowl berth. Um, I really don't. The fourth best team, I would say, would be the Cow- uh, the Cowboys, who played great tonight. I mean, they showed that they are probably going to be a front runner in that division, and uh, which which stamp them to make the playoffs. Obviously, we've seen in recent history that wild cards don't tend to come out of the NFC East, so they would probably have to win their division. But I mean, the NFC is is. I mean, I don't think it's very good. To be quite honest, I don't think. I don't think it's very good. Um, so I have the Cowboys making the playoffs along with the Bucks, the 49ers and the Packers. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Arizona Cardinals, baby. Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury. You can give me the Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to win that division. Uh, they could, they very, they, 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 they could. I don't think it's going to be Seattle. I don't think it's going to be L.A. I think it's going to be the Niners. But if someone's going to give the Niners a run for their money, it's going to be the Cardinals. They're going to have a great offense. They added J.J. Watt on the defensive side of the ball. They're going for it, baby. They're going for that division. They're going to go for a playoff berth, and they're going to try to get back to the Super Bowl. And I think with Kyler Murray and Cliff, I mean, that's that's coach quarterback. When you talk about Cowboys, Bucks, 49ers, Cardinals, Packers, uh, the football team, and the Rams – I mean, besides McVeigh and Stafford, and I don't even know if McVeigh and Stafford is correct, but besides Arians and Tom Brady, can you give me another quarterback coach duo in the NFC that you're more confident in when it comes to putting them both together, uh, grading the coach and quarterback? I don't know if you can. Cliff and, and Kyler, I think they're going to roll this year, man. Uh, Packers, obviously, they're going to make a playoff berth. Um, they're probably going to win their division. Aaron Rodgers is messing around this season, man. Packers are going to make the playoffs. Um, I have the football team making the playoffs. I just got done saying that if you're going to be in the NFC East, you should probably uh, win the division if you're going to be in the playoffs. But this year, I just see I just see a very weak NFC, and I see a lot of opportunities. A team that won seven games last year could push it to eight and get into the wild card in the NFC. I see the football team as, as one of the best defense in that in that conference in the NFC, uh, competing with the Rams, who I have as my next playoff team. Listen, I don't know that the Rams are going to 
compete for the division, but in a in a very in, in a bad NFC conference with not a lot of depth when it comes to the teams who I see have potential to make the playoffs. I think the Rams are right there, and they're the third team out of the NFC West that would make the playoffs, which would say that the Seattle Seahawks finish last in that division and, and end up not making the playoffs. But again, the NFC teams that I would have making the playoffs, Cowboys, Bucks, 49ers, Cardinals, Packers, football team, and the Rams. Out of the AFC, in no order, the Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots, Bills, Colts, Titans, and the Browns. Burley Gunner Show. Welcome back, Burley Gunner Show. Two quarterbacks in the National Football League that I think need to have a little more respect. All right? Now just listen. Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Yeah, both of them. I think they both deserve their respect. Let me start with Cam Newton, though. I do believe that he's going to have a job sometime, maybe not this year, but sometime in his career, I think he will have another starting job, probably this year. But when you get the report that Cam Newton is released by the New England Patriots, don't jump to conclusion that he sucks. Don't just jump on your on your phone, on your Twitter, you know, on, on your Instagram, whatever, memeing Cam Newton because because he sucks. And I don't think that's what New England was trying to say. I don't think they got rid of Cam Newton because he stinks. I think they got rid of Cam Newton because of a few things. First of all, number one, the New England Patriots spent a first-round draft pick on a quarterback named Mac Jones from Alabama, coached by Nick Saban, who Bill Belichick is really, really close with. Tom Brady was drafted 199th overall in the sixth round. The Patriots don't draft quarterbacks in the first round. They don't. They've they've went. They've never done it. They spent a first round, middle first round draft pick on quarterback Mac Jones, who if I might add, played well above expectations in the preseason. He had a 97 passer rating, highest of all rookies in the preseason. All rookies. 97 passer rating. Against New York, he threw 10 for 14 with the highest passer rating in all of preseason quarterbacks at 1318 388 passing yards, no picks in the preseason. No picks. Mac just played better than expectations. So New England's going to roll with him. Because let's be honest with ourselves. Cam Newton was never the long-term project. They drafted Mac Jones for a reason. I didn't think that we would see... Mac Jones until next season, because quite frankly, I thought Cam was going to have a very successful year in New England and take them to a playoff berth. But Mac Jones, and it's not that Cam played bad. 
I thought Cam played well in the preseason. To be quite honest with you, I thought Cam played very well in the preseason. But going back and alluding back to the number one draft pick spent on Mac Jones. 97.4 passer rating in the preseason. He played better than even New England thought. He played better than New England thought. And why cut Cam? Not because he stinks, but because he's the exact opposite quarterback of Mac Jones. So what if Mac Jones goes down in the middle of the season? You bring in Cam Newton? That's, um, I'm not an offensive coordinator. I'm not a head coach, but I, I believe that's like a totally different playbook. You can't do that. Not to mention, now you're going to spend, or save, excuse me, you're going to save money now by cutting Cam Newton. You're going to save Cam Newton for not having to ride the bench. He's going to get a job. I don't know if it's Washington. I don't know if it's Houston. But he will find a job. Denver, I don't know. But it's not a knock on Newton. It's not a knock on the guy. I think he's in really good shape. If he can stay healthy, I think he played very well in the preseason. But Mac Jones played better than Cam, and he played better than Mac's expectations were. And that's why Mac Jones is now week one starter and now hopefully what New England sees as franchise QB1 to replace the GOAT, Tom Brady. Burley Gunner Show. All right, before we wrap up, final thoughts. Tonight on Q92RadioSports.com, catch me on the play-by-play action. Um, I'll be at Perry Football Stadium as the McKinley Bulldogs travel to take on the Perry Panthers. A very exciting Federal League rivalry matchup here on the Q. Again, stream live on your mobile device at Q92RadioSports.com. Thanks for listening to the Burley Gunner Show. A bonus of Burley's Bets will be coming around the corner uh, roughly 2 p.m. Again, thank you. Um, The Burley Gunner Show will be back on Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. 5 a.m. Pacific. If you're in the middle, do the math. Uh, But we got football, baby. We've got football. I'm excited for tonight's game uh, over there at Perry Football Stadium with the Panthers and the Bulldogs. But Saturday, college football, catch me on the Book It Sports app. You catch Burley's bets also Saturday and Sunday. And then Sunday, of course, the NFL, baby. Oh, we're back. We'll see you on the Book It Sports app at Burley Gunner. The Burley Gunner Show.